Hello and welcome to the Healthy Back, the podcast that shares practical tips to have a healthy spine and lead an active lifestyle. I'm your host Taruna Rijwani, physical therapist and McKinsey Method specialist, and every week I'll be sharing tips and lessons to help you manage your back problems without pain pills, injections or surgeries. We will talk about the common challenges that people with spinal issues face, debunk the myths, and even break down the research on spine and joint related problems for you. And yes, also have a lot of fun along the way. I hope you'll join me on the ride. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you're listening, Don't forget to leave a ratings and review on iTunes. It really helps to spread the message further. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Healthy Back. This week's podcast is especially interesting. This is my first interview podcast. and it is with a registered nutritionist alana sugar who practices here in northern virginia alana has been a colleague for uh, for a few years now and we've been sharing some patients and clients and i am especially aware of her expertise in the area of nutrition in this episode alana talks about and shares some tips on how you can eat healthier especially with the holiday season around the corner but uh, i think those tips are so valuable they can be really applied in general these are some very quick actionable tips that you can apply right away and you know make some small changes starting today and it can make a much bigger impact in your life i really enjoyed how alana dives into you know nutrition labels how you can make small subtle changes in the way you eat on a daily basis and how it can make a bigger impact and she also shares a very cool way of assessing your level of fullness that will also help you combat that overeating during the holidays season and during the cold winter months but i really think this episode is full of actionable tips so if you are someone who's trying to eat healthier and more nutritious meals just on a daily basis I think this episode is a must listen for you so go ahead and enjoy. Hi Alana so good to have you here today. Uh yes yeah, so let's start with a little bit of an introduction tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay well thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really uh, happy to be doing this. So Um I am in private practice in Northern Virginia. I'm a certified nutritionist. I've been doing this for more than 30 years. Um I teach cooking classes and uh healthy eating seminars for companies and corporations. I contract with companies to write nutrition and food content for their websites. I test and develop recipes for companies and I work with individual clients as well. helping them to make a transition to a whole food real diet so a diet that's based on whole and real foods so basically a diet that's minimally processed or basically unprocessed yeah no that's great especially with so many processed foods and easy to eat options 
it's good to know what's like how can you transition to whole food so it's great to have you here so do you mind telling us a little story behind what got you into nutrition sure absolutely well it really started as a young teenager in hawaii my family had moved to hawaii and i really became interested in natural health and healing at that point um growing up there i had a lot of exposure to asian culture so mm -hmm. i loved it i absolutely loved it and we were eating mainly uh mainly a japanese diet you know with a lot of pacific island foods as well mm -hmm. um and that exposure to the asian diet as well as my interest in meditation and yoga and natural healing mm -hmm. um kind of set me up for my life's work um because i did start practicing meditation and yoga at just 15 years old and i became really interested in in food and nature and the the connection between the human being the human body and nature and that just i found it extremely inspiring and so i began to study it i began to look at chinese medicine and uh the way the 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 japanese ate and their that effect on good health um i became very interested in ayurveda which is the ancient uh system of healing from india and all of those things combined just sort of led me into my future of you know healthy eating and kind of helping other people to go that way as well so it, you know there were a number of people also that inspired me um but i think as a general rule it was just this deep yearning to understand that connection nice nice no that's a great story and a nice background of how you were interested in this holistic approach instead of the western you know medicine only approach well i think that's a very good point because we are holistic creatures by nature are we not yeah. you know i mean we are there's an undoubted uh connection between the mind and the body and you know what is it that builds you know our cells and supports our brain functioning and you know um makes our bones strong if it's not food you know i mean we depend on everything we de depend on food we depend on sunshine and fresh air we depend on thoughts uh that are relaxing and calming so we need a combination of things we can't separate um we can't separate our mind and our body and our connection from nature and i think that once people realize that then they are more bound to um understand even why they get sick and what makes them better because it it really begs for self reflection if you will yeah you know? yeah that's very well said yeah. very well put mm -hmm. so yeah do you mind uh, giving us giving the listeners a few tips on quick and easy tips on how they can eat better or healthier especially with the holiday season around the corner sure. and so many things yes. around yeah holidays can be a really stressful time many of my clients have said to me before that they actually have gained weight during the holidays um due to stress <laughs> and even though we we love our families sometimes family stress can be the hardest you know and if we have disagreements on certain issues you know then that can make it even worse but we all like to get together anyway so um my tips include 
number one, the need for planning. Um, because if you, if you actually plan out what you're going to do, it will really help you to cope with any feelings of being overwhelmed because you've got your little list. So it's almost a little bit of a mental support, if you will. So you can always go back to that list. So this would be like meal planning and, and shopping in a timely fashion. And these things can help you to prevent confusion and crisis later and help you to you know, avoid being in a situation of the what's for dinner. Okay, well, you know, the fast food restaurant is right down there or we've got some you know, chips and hot dogs and we'll just do that or, or whatever. So planning is, is very, very critical. Um, having snacks and treats available that are easy to pull out of your pantry or out of your ice box, ice box, listen to me, out of your refrigerator. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, yeah, um, this is 1946. So you better get that ice box in shape. Yeah, <laughs> Let me start that one over. <laughs> you want to have, um, you want to have snacks and treats available that are not focused on sugar or are very, very low in sugar. And I say that knowing full well that my last name is sugar, but we're just going to have to move right past that. Um, so things like party vegetable platters, nuts, seasonal fruits, olives and hummus, and, you know, things like that are better snacks to have available. Uh, because again, I think that when you have those things planned and they're readily available, it's easier to pull them out. And if you feel like you want sweets, dark chocolate is always a great option. You know, I'll talk a little bit more about baking as well in a little bit, but my next point would be to really save your treats, like your sugary items for special holiday events. So, you know, not the entire season from Halloween through New Year's, but for Halloween day, for New Year's, Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, or the, the, the day before and the day after. But most people find that they end up kind of stretching that overeating and the treats all the way through the season, starting with candy on Halloween. And at the same time, they'll often want to beat themselves up because they feel a lot of guilt because of that. So having a plan in place, and also having a way to reduce stress, getting outside, going for a walk, you know, being in nature with sunshine, even cooler air at times can be refreshing. And if you tend to be cold, bundling up, but letting the sun, you know, get on your body and, and breathing in the fresh air can also help to clear your mind with that. Um, Another tip is that you wanna really increase the nutrition of the food that you are eating. One way to do that is to make sure that you're getting the right kinds of fats in your diet. And I'll again, talk about that later as well. But because we do bake a lot during the holiday seasoning, <laughs> holiday season, you want to bake with whole grains or nut flours and reduce your sweeteners to the degree that you can. Okay, so that means things like fortifying baked goods like cookies and, and uh, um, quick breads and, and cakes and, and pies and things with nuts or dried fruits even that can help to sweeten. So if you've got say cookies that you really love and you've put dried fruits in them, maybe some uh, chopped figs or currants or raisins or dates, then you can really get by with less refined sugar, right? Yeah, and yeah. you've still got the nutrition 
and the fiber that's in those dried fruits. So that would be a good thing to do. And then balancing that out with different kinds of nuts. So the more variety that we eat, the better for our gut microbiome anyway. So having, you know, adding uh, walnuts and pecans and, and, you know, um, pine nuts and pistachios and cashews and almonds and variety of nuts to things as well is also good. It increases the fiber, but also the healthy fats that we're getting. Uh, another tip would be to always strive to balance your meals. It's really common to see people eating a piece of chicken and a, and a baked potato or some steak and some French fries or, you know, a piece of meat and some rice. And often they don't add any vegetables to that. And that's not a well-rounded diet. We need to have a diet that, that really is extremely colorful. So including a variety of plant foods like different seasonal fruits and vegetables and a variety of fresh herbs is also important. So just taking the time to even just get a, you know, a bundle of parsley or cilantro, you know, and just wash it under water vigorously and, and let it dry and wrap it in some paper toweling, stick it in a plastic bag in the fridge, and then you can just take it out and chop a little bit. So cilantro, parsley, rosemary, dill, chives, oregano, um, basil, all of these things are really high in antioxidants or polyphenols, plant compounds that reduce inflammation and also add incredibly delicious taste. Um, but these things increase the nutrition of the food that you eat. Um, choosing whole grains whenever you can. And in particular, these days, it's easier to find a lot of these grains and legumes like dried peas and beans, dal and split peas, um, sprouted, mm. right? Um, yeah, and that really increases the nutrition content as well. Um, so I really recommend um, kind of balancing your meals uh, in that way. Another tip is, like I mentioned earlier, including very, very colorful foods in your diet. So like dark leafy greens and dark orange squash and purple potatoes and all of these different foods. So that when you do eat a meal, it's one of those kinds of things where you think, oh, oh my gosh, I should like take a picture of this before I eat it because it's really beautiful. And it not only is like eye candy, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also so good for your body. Well, our body likes to absorb all of those wonderful colors. You know, you could eat, uh, you know, a bunch of blueberries and your body's going to absorb the blue. You know, your skin's not going to turn blue. You're not going to go to the bathroom and it's not going to be blue. And, you know, <laughs> um, your body's going to absorb a lot of that. And which is so cool. Um, not always. Sometimes, you know, if you eat a whole lot of beets, you may find, you know, you go to the bathroom and you're seeing red, um, mm -hmm. but nothing to worry about that there. Beets just happen to be extremely like bleeding in color. But um, having said that, all of those colors are things that you really want to aim for. So they're very, very important. And I'm not talking about colorful fruit leather. I'm talking mm -hmm. about fruits and vegetables and, and uh, colorful things like that. Okay. Another point is not to overeat or to do your best not to overeat. You want to stop eating when you're that comfortable feeling, but not that full feeling where you feel like you're stuffed. You know, you can even sort of imagine that you have a scale in your body. So zero is you're just so, so, so starving. And 10 is like, okay, I need a stretch or 
to bed or to the door of the restaurant because you're so full, you don't want to get up and walk, right? So if something like that happens on a rare occasion, it's okay. But as a general rule, people really need to pay attention to the capacity of their own bellies and not overstretch it. Don't overdo it. Um, and just that alone can actually help a person to maintain their weight during the hol holidays. And if you find that you're, you are overeating a lot for a day or two, practicing just a tiny bit of what I call systematic undereating can also be beneficial. You know, so um, just maybe 75% of what you would normally eat for a couple of days to kind of balance that out. But the best plan is to not let yourself get that overly full anyway. You know, um, when I lived in India a long time ago, back in the 1980s, there was a saying that, uh, and it went something like, you know, a yogi ceases to be a yogi when he is no longer hungry. And that didn't mean you need to be hungry and starve. What it meant is you don't fill your belly so full that there's no room for life force, for prana. There's no room for circulation and for energy to continue to flow. And that is a really important fact, whether you've studied yoga or not, is that we need to allow for our um, energy to continue to flow. And if we're really, really stuffed, um, that's very difficult. And can even be you know, a little bit harder for people's circulatory system. Sometimes people have said to me, well, I really just overdid it on Thanksgiving. And I really, I mean, my heart was racing, but that's not surprising either. So that's a very important thing to remember. Mm -hmm. um, so the, do these sound like uh, beneficial or helpful tips Absolutely. to you, Tarina? It's a ton of information. And I'm going to ask people to have like a note bag handy because <laughs> take notes, people take notes. And I know myself, I'm going to practice a few of these uh, myself, okay. not just for the holidays, but I think these are just good guidelines in general to follow. Right. Well, as a human being, yeah, as a, as a human being, you've probably had that feeling on, a, on occasion of being overly full. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't that's, feel good, does it? Yeah, that scale is very handy to know when you are like extremely yeah. full. And so zero to 10, right. And you want to stop eating maybe around a six, mm -hmm. you know, or even a six or a seven, but you don't want to go into that nine or 10, you know, which we tend to do on holidays, Yeah, you know, um, because then you, you really do run into like, uh, and, and it's extra food calories that your body just doesn't want or need. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then right? the fact that, you know, making it more colorful and adding more vegetables to your plate, I think that's a right. easy to forget. You know, yes. And, you know, the good news for people these days is that often whatever grocery store that they, they are shopping in, mm -hmm. um, just about every single commercial grocery store will have a variety of already cut up fruits and vegetables in the produce department that are easy to buy if time is a factor for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if time is not a factor, then and, and you want to save a little bit of money, you can certainly do it on your own. And that's great. But if you really don't want to take the time, it's done in many cases for you. Yeah. You know, you can even stop by salad. Well, I don't know. Salad bars are kind of a thing of the past since COVID hit. But um, delis, you know, sometimes delis will have things like um, roasted root vegetables and grilled vegetables and, and different types of whole grain salads and things like that. You just want to make sure that 
they're not floating in oil because oftentimes it's it's uh, margarine or something that's not the best quality mm-hmm. for you. And every grocery shor- store, every grocery store should be willing to answer your question if you ask it of what are the ingredients in this dish? Because yeah. we have a right to know what's in our food. Yep, yep. So would yeah. you like to add anything to all this amazing information since we are in the middle of a pandemic and also the seasons changing to help boost immunity? Any, anything more to add to that? Yeah, I do have some thoughts about eating well for boosting immunity. Um, and so I'll just go through these points for you, okay? And please let me know if you have any questions about them as we move along through them. The first point is that food should always be whole and real as minimally processed as possible. That means choosing an apple over apple juice, you know, choosing to add some whole grains over always just you say white rice or French fries. Um, minimally processed, I say, because the truth is that you can go pull a carrot out of the ground. And once you chop that carrot, wash and chop it, you've processed it, right? So mm-hmm. minimal processing is absolutely cool and right and normal, but we're talking about minimal processing here, you know? So that also involves being willing, willing to become a savvy label reader. So I always say to people, before you go to the nutrition facts, always start with the ingredients Mm -hmm. because if the ingredients aren't any good or there's stuff in there, you don't want in your body or foods that you can't pronounce that aren't real foods, chemicals, preservatives, whatever then it doesn't matter what the nutrition facts are. You're not going to, you're not going to want that food. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so start there, but, but as much as possible food that's whole and real and minimally processed. Second thing is that the types of fats that you eat is absolutely critical to your well-being because fat can either promote inflammation or help to get rid of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So natural sources are always best. So that includes things like extra virgin olive oil, ghee, which is like a clarified butter and real butter, preferably organic or grass fed, um, unprocessed nut oils that you may want to use like almond oil or macadamia nut oil, olives and avocados, a variety of nuts and seeds that you can add to meals and eat for snacks, natural fats from fish Mm -hmm. that give you those omega-3 fatty acids and pastured animals, because again, the kind of fat that you eat is critical and having not, you don't have to overdo it, but the right amount of fat can actually balance your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And is it is preferable to add healthy, real natural fats to your diet, especially if you're eating a meal that's higher in carbohydrates. So if you're just going to have a meal of say pasta and broccoli, you really want to put the pesto on that, right? Maybe, you know, add some shrimp or some salmon and, you know, maybe a Caesar salad on the side or whatever. So you balance and round those things out. You know, um, another thing that you want to do is stay away from all of the white flour products. So things like pastries and cookies, um, the exception would be something like an organic artisan sourdough bread that is naturally fermented. But as a general rule, all all of the white flour pastry type things that we tend to eat, um, 
around the holidays, but also in general, you know, I mean, donuts and things, you know, this is, these really do not support immunity at all, but in fact, um, are not very good for the bacteria that live in your gut, you know, mm -hmm. that actually support your immune system. So mm -hmm. you want to take care with that. Um, and by the way, that would include when we're talking about natural uh, fats, choosing real butter over margarine, hmm, that's you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. And making your own, you can take, you know, extra virgin olive oil, or you could take almond oil or unprocessed sunflower seed oil, and you could mix it with a stick of softened butter and put it in the refrigerator with a lid on it. And you've got your own tub margarine. That's mm -hmm. absolutely super easy and spreadable. It's delicious. And you don't have to be worried about added ingredients that you may not want, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you also wanna eat fermented foods. So to some degree, you don't have to go overboard on this, but a little bit maybe with your lunch and or your dinner. So foods like sauerkraut, uh, unpasteurized miso in miso soup and other cultured uh, vegetables and pickles, naturally cultured, not pasteurized, on a shelf, but naturally cultured. Kimchi is a good example uh, from the Korean diet, uh, like sauerkraut from like my German ancestors, um, dahi like uh, in India or, or a good quality yogurt, uh, mm -hmm. um, kefir or kefir, however you like to say it. So mm -hmm. un uh, um, fermented or cultured dairy products as well are also good because these things feed good bacteria in your gut and that is really, really important for building a good immune system. Mm -hmm. um, in the colder months, add warming spices to your diet. So really cook with those spices, ginger, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, all of those things, black pepper, add turmeric to black pepper to make the turmeric more bioavailable. Mm -hmm. um, but spice up your food, you know, uh, a bit, if you can handle it, you know, do that. Now that doesn't mean you have to use chili pepper you know, if that upsets your digestion, no worries about that. I'm talking about, again, things like ginger and cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg and turmeric and uh, cumin, uh, coriander, adding cardamom, things like that really also help to make um, the food not only more delicious, but also add, can add warmth uh, to, the, to the belly um, mm -hmm. and make the food a bit more digestible. So those are also important tips. Um, eating warm cooked foods through the cold season is also very important. But having said that, we need to borrow on Chinese medicine and Ayurveda talks about this too. We need to look at our own internal individual weather pattern, you know? So how do we typically run? You know, are we typically kind of cold anyway, even, you know, in the in the summer and we really like to be outside when it's 85, 95 degrees, mm -hmm. are we typically hot year round? You know, are we better in a climate that's cooler? You know, um, do we tend to be more on the dry side or do we find that we're damp? You know, we're always kind of mucusy and runny nose and kind of on the damp side with achy joints. You know, those are good indications of the best diet for you, you know, because you always wanna strike the opposite of whatever it is inside of you. So if you tend to be more on the, yep, I'm the kind of person who gets cold a lot, then you really wanna be focusing on those slow simmered stews and, and soups, right? During the winter time. But if you're that type of person who even runs hot 
in the winter. And you'll often see these people outside because they're the people who can run around without a hat on their head, right? Mm -hmm. They need to release that heat. These are people that can add some of those raw fruits and vegetables and raw salads during the winter. Whereas a lot of us are going to need baked apples and pears with cinnamon and ginger. And they're mm -hmm. like, no, just cut up an apple and eat it raw out of the fridge kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, and even though it's, you know, nobody should be eating ice cold food all the time, just even a room temperature apple is cooling, you mm -hmm. know? So for some people, when it's freezing and snowy outside, baking that apple is going to be a better choice. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, does it kind of make sense about gauging your own internal weather patterns? Yeah. So it's kind of knowing yourself and knowing your own body and how it does well. Right. Yeah. And, and we do typically need heavier foods, heavier, more grounding foods. I mean, this is why by eating, if we, when we eat according to the seasons, we're eating according to nature and nature doesn't make a mistake, Taruna. So there's a reason why pineapple doesn't grow in Minnesota in January, you know, you're going to find it in the tropics and subtropics, right? So those are very important points there. We need to follow nature's guide and eat as close to locally as we can, you know, even just eating within the United States is preferable than getting your food, you know, in the winter from Australia, for example, where it's hot, you mm -hmm. know, um, because that's really being in harmony with nature, mm -hmm. really being in harmony with nature. And that's very, very important. So we don't want to be focusing on a lot of green beans and strawberries and, you know, tomatoes in the, in the winter time, rather we're looking at pumpkins and winter squashes, right. Mm -hmm. And heartier root vegetables like beets and parsnips and rutabaga that we can roast in the oven and add to soups and stews and, and enjoy like that. Um, still another, uh, another thing to bear in mind is the need to avoid chemicals preservatives and ingredients that you cannot pronounce and sticking mostly to the unprocessed, again, minimally processed foods that don't have all of these additives. So look and see, what are you eating? You know, can you pronounce it? Is it actually a word or is it just letters like TBHQ or EDTA? You yeah. know, did your great grandmother have that in her kitchen? <laughs> What's going on with that? Can yeah. you look for another brand that doesn't have those chemicals? Oftentimes, you know, big chain grocery stores will have their own organic brands like Giant and Safeway. And, you know, you can find this at Trader Joe's and certainly at, you know, Whole Foods and other like organic markets and things, depending on your own area, Wegmans. And mm -hmm. you can often choose their own private label of organic or natural foods um, if you can't find anything else, right? Mm -hmm. um, you want to use superfoods as well. So, I talked about ginger and garlic and fresh herbs, leafy greens, everything like that. So the superfoods are called superfoods. So that's, for example, the turmeric that I just mentioned, even, you know, sources of omega-3 fatty acids, like, um, for example, the hemp seeds um, that you could bake into muffins, you know, if you like that kind of thing or quick breads. So, you know, do a quick search on what are some superfoods, you know, that I can add during the, during the winter. So, you know, Blueberries, you know, you can keep them frozen and make blueberry muffins, or you can get dried fruits, you know, dried blueberries and dried apples, you know, and you can chop those up and add those to your cookies. The dried fruits are a little bit more seasonal because they've got the water taken out of them 
and water is cooling. Now we all need water, right. but a lot of wet, cold salads and fruits and vegetables would be contraindicated when you're cold or it's cold outside, right? Unless you're really hot on the inside. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then my final point here is to stay active and get outside and get some sunshine and fresh air and good quality sleep as best as possible. You need to laugh and relax and just focus um, literally as best you can on things that you love and things that make you happy. Uh, find your own way to meditate, even if it's with music or a good book or a cup of tea or time alone in a, in a bathtub with bubble bath, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it is that makes you feel, you know, better exercise to reduce your stress, but making sure that you take care of yourself during times like the holidays that are really stressful. And just in general, during this time when, you know, we're, we're dealing with this pandemic and, and, and um, all that, that, that comes along with that. So any other things that you have, any other questions that you might have? Do you think I've covered pretty much everything? Yep. Yep. No, I think, like I said, it's tons of valuable information and so <laughs> much to learn so many little tips that you can add to your routine, but I personally love the holiday season. It's, it's the best time of the year. So if we can even make it healthier, that's just the icing on the cake. It is really cool. I yeah. agree. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anything else uh, you would like to finish with any final words on, you know, all coming up? I think the only thing I would say in the end is never forget who you really are, that you are a holistic being, you know, with, with more power than you give yourself credit for, you mm -hmm. know, and listen to your inner voice. If your inner voice is saying to you, hmm, maybe that's not the best thing for me to eat, honor it. Yeah. It's wise. We are more wise than we often think. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I think that's very yeah. well said. Like we don't often listen to our gut as much as we should. You're so right. And often we end up blaming ourselves and we don't want to do that because, you know, blame is not good. Blaming ourselves or even blaming other people for where we're at with things, but because in many ways, blame can feel better than guilt, right? Yeah. But we don't want to do that either. We want to just accept things as they are and think about, how we'd like to feel moving forward because where we put our focus and where we put our attention is really important for creating a better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. No, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, that's great. Like I said, tons of valuable information. So uh, without holding you on for too long, if you want to give the followers uh, a place where they can find you for more nutritional tips or how they can reach you if they would be interested, if you can let them know. Sure. Um, so they can check out my website at um, alanasugar.org. That's mm -hmm. A-L-A-N-A-S-U-G-A-R, just like regular sweeten your cookies, sugar. So alanasugar.org. Or they can also reach me just very simply at Alana Sugar. No periods in there, just Alana Sugar at Verizon.net. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Alana. You're so welcome. It was lovely chatting with you. And I'm sure <laughs> people are going to love these amazing tips for the holidays. Good. Thank you, Taruna. It's fun <laughs> yeah. to be here with you. Same here. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Back today. I'll be back next week with more tips to help you lead a pain-free and active lifestyle. For now, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends or anyone else who might benefit from learning about how to live a healthy lifestyle.